Hey guys, I want you to think about uh, who is one of your heroes. If you could meet any famous person, who would it be? Who would you want to have dinner with? Um, of any person alive or dead, think about it for a second. One of mine would be George Washington. Um, just, I think he would be an incredible person to talk to, um, to hear his story. He helped start a nation and build its army, and then he led it to defeat the most powerful military force on the planet of that day. He took a ragtag group of dudes with not enough shoes or gunpowder and, with God's help, defeated the British and started a new nation and then became the president of that new nation. But the best thing about George Washington, the most amazing aspect of him, is um, can really be described in a quote from King George III of England. When King George III heard that President Washington was going to resign and go back to his farm, King George III said if he actually does that, he'll be the greatest man in history. Because it was unprecedented that someone would step down from their throne. Right. First of all, when when America was founded, everybody thought he would that George Washington would be called King George. It was actually George Washington that came up with the title Mr. President because people were like, how should we address you? Do we call you your highness? Do we call you what, 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 do, what do you want us to say? He said, just Mr. President, man. He came up with that and then he stepped down. So I would want to meet George Washington. There's so much amazingness about that guy. Uh, I love the fact that he started it. He got it going and then he stepped down from it and he went back to his farm. Um, something the world had never done. Kings in Europe didn't do that. And the, the American experiment flourished because George Washington stepped down. All the royal uh, monarchs in, in, in Europe were watching to see if he would actually do that. None of them thought he would really do it because they sure as heck wouldn't, and he did. And that's what set this nation up for success is our term limits and guys stepping down voluntarily at the end. So I would meet Washington. but. I would love to hear who you guys would meet. So I want you to think about this question, whoever it is for you. Would you rather have a relationship with them or would you rather follow them into some difficult challenge together? Would you rather have a relationship with them or would you rather follow them into a difficult challenge. For me, that's a no-brainer. I'm like, dude, I'd rather follow George Washington into a difficult challenge. Um, that sounds epic. It sounds, uh, it appeals to me. It sounds like it's going to be challenging. It sounds like it's going to be potentially rewarding. It sounds like it's going to make for some great stories to tell either way around the campfire. And I don't really even know what that means to have a relationship. Like, I'd be like, I know you're thinking, what do you mean by that? First of all, when I say, would you rather have a relationship with them? You're like, what, do, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Um, like, we're going to just get coffee every day or we're going to be pen pals. What does that mean? Exactly. Okay. So where am I going with this? I think all men would rather follow our hero into a difficult challenge than have a relationship with them. 
think that that's the way men are wired. We want to follow our heroes, follow leaders. I got news for you. The number one way that churches in America express the Christian life is this. They say, having a relationship with Jesus. They invite you into a relationship with Jesus. So you've been invited into a relationship. How appealing is that? I would like to invite you, listeners, into a relationship with me. I would like to extend you an invitation to have a personal relationship with me. You're like, uh, maybe I'll go find a new podcast. That sounds weird. I get it. What if I said I want you to follow me into something really hard? You're you're like, go on. I'm listening. What is it? I'm I'm like, let's do this. Well, here's the thing. Churches across America, it's just become a part of the vernacular. This isn't even like unique to any denomination or size church. It's just everybody's saying this. Everybody is saying God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to invite you into a relationship. You need to have a relationship. I mean, like, it's so ubiquitous. You're like, I I don't even, I can't even see out of it because that's all that we have. That's all that we hear. But here's the thing. The word relationship is nowhere in the Bible. The word relationship's not in the Bible. When I read this, when I heard this, I did not believe it. I had to go check for myself. I grabbed my Strong's Concordance off the bookshelf. Uh, Strong's Concordance of the Bible. I looked it up. Sure enough, the word relationship is not in the Bible. And then I Googled that and found, yeah, there's like articles written all about the fact that it's not in the Bible. There's articles written about that. It's like, man, this is a thing. So think about this. Why is a word that's nowhere in the Bible the number one word used by churches to describe the Christian life. Isn't that a little bit backwards? It's not like they just use it once or twice. It's the number one word. And it's zero places in the Bible. I find that odd. I also find it feminine. I find it feminine. Women want to be in a relationship. They want to have a relationship. They want to be invited into a relationship. They want deep intimacy. Men, we want to follow our heroes into difficult challenges. The church is using feminine language, and they don't realize it, man. They're not like uh, twisting their mustache and plotting a scheme to use feminine language. They don't even aware they're doing it. It's just crept in so subtly into our culture. The feminization of everything has crept in, and it's been subtle. And this is why men, they can't even quite put their finger on it, but they just know they just don't want to go. They just don't want to go to church. I don't know why. It's just something, ugh, just, you know, we don't know why. Well, it's because it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's in all the language. Um, turn around and greet a stranger. Men don't do that. Um, you know, we want to invite you into a relationship. That's weird. Uh, there's just every, it's just in every little thing. Jesus never says he wants to have a relationship with you. He never invites you into a relationship with him. But in that same concordance, I flipped over to the word follow. 
and it's in there over and over and over and over and over and over again. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It's all over the place. He says, it's going to be hard. He says, it's going to be difficult. He said, I mean, he was talking to an audience that had seen people crucified. Crucifixions were like lining the street in the Roman world. And Jesus said to him, take up your cross and follow me. Now think of this. Picture your, your closest guy friend right now. Think of your closest guy friend who is not a Christian. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's just a best friend. Picture him. And I want you to picture, I want you to imagine that he's come to church with you one Sunday. He's hanging out with you. He's in town. He agreed. He's at church with you. Okay, I'm going to give you two scenarios. You tell me which one is more appealing to your buddy. Okay, here's number one. Option one, the pastor says, Jesus wants a relationship with you. He wants a personal relationship with you. He wants you to invite him into your hearts. Okay? Your, Your buddy hears that. Here's the other one. The pastor says, Jesus wants you to follow him, but most of you aren't up for the challenge. Most of you couldn't even do it. Following Jesus is hard. I doubt many of you could even hang with him, but Jesus wants you to follow him if you dare. Which one of those two approaches is going to resonate the strongest with your buddy? Which one's going to move the needle a little bit in the right direction in your in your buddy's heart? Yeah, it's not number one. It's not. It's it's number two. But here's the deal: which one are which one is being used in churches? Which one is everybody using? Everybody's using one, and that's why your buddy ain't a Christian. Now, here's the most important question. Which one of those two approaches did Jesus use? Jesus used number two. Jesus used approach two. When guys came up to him and said, Lord, Lord, I want to follow you. I'll follow you anywhere. He said, you're not up for it. He said, when a guy came to him and said, first, let me go home. Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere, but first, let me go home and and bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. Holy cow, who the heck says that in church today? When another person said, Lord, I'll follow you. I want to be one of your disciples. Jesus said, oh, yeah, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Then follow me. Jesus said, foxes have holes, birds have nests. I have nowhere to lay my head. It ain't easy. Take up your cross to follow me. In this world, you will have troubles. But take heart, I've overcome the world. This is how Jesus talked to men. He challenged them to see if they could follow him. He ain't begging anybody for a relationship or an invite into intimacy. This is the feminization of the church. It's become ubiquitous everywhere. And I just wanted you to see that it's not in the Bible. The gospel message that Jesus preached is a very masculine challenge. 
it is challenging. He walked around rebuffing people who who just wanted to just whimsically follow him thinking things would be easy. But that's the gospel that's getting sold in America right now is it's going to make your life better. It's going to make everything easier. Follow him. I just wanted you guys to think about that. I want you to be a follower of Jesus. I want you to take the challenge, accept the challenge of following Jesus. Because honestly, most of you can't cut it. I don't know if I can cut it. I'm barely hanging in there every single day. It is hard. It's a difficult road, right? The path is wide, and many are on it that leads to destruction. But the way is narrow, and few will find it that leads to life. Men, it's a challenge. Follow Jesus. Stay on the narrow path.